Welcome to yet another edition of Hit the Target podcast, proudly brought to you by Hollywood Bits. I'm your host, Jesse Nagel, discussing the return of English Premier League football. But yet to do so with me is the ever-present Chadley Nagel, as well as Joshua Gaylord. Gentlemen, a couple of derbies to look forward to, a couple of big derbies. Uh, we've got the North London derby as well as the Manchester derby, but eight uh, other fixtures to look forward to uh, this weekend, Chad. Yeah, um, I'm just so excited that the international break is finally over um, and now we get to see real football and like you said, there's some cracking contests to uh, get excited about, some mouth-watering derbies and I just can't wait. Mm. Um, I pretty much enjoyed some of the international football. We got to see some of the players uh, prepare themselves and the managers prepare their sides for the World Cup, which is mm-hmm. obviously exciting. Um, but... It's lovely to watch club football. It's much more polished. It's much more intense. Um, and at least we get a full complement of fixtures this time around. Yeah. Uh, we were a little bit shortchanged last time. Uh, it's just staying on the international break and what you saw from a Josh. Early favourites for the World Cup? It has to be Brazil for me. Mm. Um, I'm not too sure what the betting is right now. Brazil um, are favourites. They are the favourites. Yeah. The favorites. Yeah. Okay, well... I, I think Brazil have to have to take it. They they look the most menacing or the most dangerous mm-hmm. um, at the moment from all of the squads. Let's uh, turn our attention back to this weekend's action. Chad, of course, up first we see uh, the biggest game of the season for both Arsenal and Tottenham. This is the biggest game for them. That's the North London derby. Uh, Josh and I would tell you as Arsenal supporters that as soon as you know the fixture list comes out we mark our calendars October 1st and I'm not too sure when the second one January is January 2030 if I'm not mistaken you see that calendar is probably open Could be <laughs> right now uh, but yeah this game means the world to both Arsenal and Tottenham fans uh, Chad how do you see it um, of course these are two of your rivals being a Chelsea supporter yeah um, but these are two teams that are on the up uh, two teams that would certainly like to um mount a title charge this season there's a lot of uh confidence in both camps uh, a lot of talk uh before the ball was kicked about tottenham uh tottenham Hotspur looking uh like you know this could be their year with antonio conte having his first full season um is this the 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 year they get to break their trophy drought and um but then at the same time arsenal have improved they've arguably overachieved somewhat uh, they look very good, very polished, uh, lots of confidence in the team, some fantastic young players. There's, there's, a, there's a nice blend of youth and experience uh, in the team, a nice mix. Um, I just think this one has fireworks, and I think that's what we'll see on Saturday. I think it's a, it's a nice way to start off the Premier League, the round of the Premier League. And I honestly, just can't wait to just sit back and watch this game. Um, what I do know, um, according to the head-to-head stats, uh, the home team normally come out yeah. on top in this fixture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with the game being played at the Emirates Stadium, Arsenal, with all the quality that they have going forward, especially with the fact that Antonio Conte likes his teams to sit back. Uh, he likes, uh, he would say, suffer without the ball. Mm. I think they are going to do that. I think they're going to suffer without the ball. And I think certain teams you just can't afford to allow to play. Because yeah, when they get going, then they just the confidence is there, the quality is there, and they, they end up scoring the goals, especially with Gabriel Jesus up front. I go with uh, Arsenal to win the game. You know, uh, Josh, I've had time to think about this fixture now. Of course, it has been a long break um, you know, since the last time we saw Premier League football being kicked. But I've had time to think about this fixture. I've had time to think about where Arsenal are at the moment. And I'm not too sure how you feel, but 
after that defeat against Manchester United, it seems like ages ago now, how we responded against Brentford and then went into the international break uh, with, with some injuries, of course, to mention uh, the likes of Partey and Zinchenko, who were so crucial in our first six or seven games. Uh, I just feel like quite contradictory to what I've been saying before, but I feel like this team actually is going to be in the title race. And it's probably thinking, where has this confidence come? What have I done during the international break? I'll make this my best bet this weekend. I, I feel like Arsenal will trounce Tottenham when convincingly from the first minutes to the end. Chad mentioned the word suffer. I think it's going to be more than that. I, I feel like this could be Arsenal's statements if they haven't already made that this season. <laughs> no. I have to come in and say something about Tottenham because you guys are both <laughs> just praising Arsenal and not that they don't deserve the praise. I mean, they do. But this fixture is super interesting or exciting. Okay, then back to you, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> this fixture is super interesting, exciting. I mean, it's one of the biggest derbies in the world, arguably. Mm. Um, last season, we know how it ended. The rivalry again, just one point, it was painful um, as an Arsenal supporter. Um, as well as... Uh, like what Chad touched on a little bit, it's like tactics on opposite ends of the world. Mm. One team is proactive, one team is reactive, and it's interesting to see how that will play out. But I think um, Arsenal are able to stretch. Look, when some when a team is reactive, when they drop into that low block and all of that, more often than not, it's, it's seen as, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's seen as like weakness, basically, mm. or, or too much respect for the opponent. Um, but Conte is able to that's he, that's, he makes that weakness that most people look at as a strength. Mm. The only thing, and for me, what I feel always wins a fixture more often than not, I mean, off air we were talking about it a bit, is midfield battles. Yeah. And by simply outnumbering Tottenham in a midfield battle, Arsenal can get this fixture going. We can't be, um, we have to be switched on at every given moment. Mm-hmm. The counter-attack with Kane... Uh, and Son is deadly. We know how Kane loves to score in this fixture, um, even when we dominate fixtures like, so when Arsenal dominate fixtures like mm-hmm. they did last season at the Emirates. Uh, Kane still managed to find the back of the net. Yeah. So they have to stay switched on for the counter. And with that back five, if we're able to stretch the defense, and uh, one thing that I did pick up recently was against Fulham, I think it was, they tried to come at us as well, but then they eventually dropped into that low block and we were able to stretch the defence. If we're able to stretch the defence and get those passes in behind, um, more often than not, the cutback will get the goal for us. Uh, but I think Arsenal get this victory. I'm going to give our punters a massive uh, value bet to take here. Um, and I hope Coach Tite watches this one. You mentioned Brazil being the favourites. Gabriel Martinelli and Gabriel Jesus to both score, as well as Arsenal to win. They're going to come up against Richarlison. This is the guy who's got their place in the national team. He scored a couple of goals. Martinelli and Jesus have a point to prove. It's it's all set up. It's Emirates Stadium, uh, Jesus's first North London derby. Martinelli's scored against just about everyone I can think of. He scored in the London derby against Chelsea. He scored against Liverpool. He's 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 done it all. So I feel like those two to score... A lot of confidence coming from my camp, but yeah, uh, all in agreement. Tottenham win. Yeah, uh, no. Arsenal win. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Arsenal win. Yeah. I uh, hope that doesn't play out as an omen, and now we've just got to go double chance. Now I'm joking. Uh, Bournemouth against Brentford, Josh. I think Brentford have a lot to prove. Uh, like we just mm. we just came off of Arsenal. Arsenal came and dominated them in their own backyard. Um, and like I mentioned at the end of the podcast last time. Ivan Tony enjoyed his kickabout with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think 
Brentford have a point to prove. They, I, I, I don't think that they will struggle to bounce back. Mm. Um, Ivan Tony went on the bus uh, with England and he didn't even get to strap his boots on. I think he comes into this game wanting to prove a point, like we just mentioned with Martinelli and Gabriel Jesus as well, needing to prove a point to their respective countries. Uh, Ivan Tony, for me, anytime goal scorer against Bournemouth. Bournemouth haven't looked the best. Um, they've suffered some heavy setbacks so far this season. Uh, and Brentford get this victory, yeah, for me. Your thoughts, Chen? Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to agree with uh, Josh on that one. I think Ivan Tony as an anytime scorer is definitely um, worth looking at. Um, I think Brentford, Brentford, obviously they would have been disappointed with that result against Arsenal. A lot of, uh, a lot of neutrals, a lot of neutrals would have wanted to see more fight, more fight from them from 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 Brentford. Um, but you know what? It didn't go their way. It was just a poor performance on the whole. And I think a way to Bournemouth is a perfect opportunity to bounce back and uh, get points back on the board. And I think they have the quality to do so. They have a striker in Ivan Tony who's in red hot form. And I think they will come away with maximum points here. Mm, Crystal Palace against Chelsea. I feel like this this is going to be a good test for Graham Potter. I'm not too sure how his record is against uh, Patrick Vieira, but Patrick Vieira seems to do quite well against uh, the big six or the top opposition in the league. Uh, Chad, yes. So Potts' first game. Yeah, well, I, I'm, no, I'm not too sure about how um, uh, Potts' record is against Patrick Vieira, but I can tell you about Chelsea's record against Crystal Palace. Mm. Chelsea have won the last 10 in a row against Crystal Palace. Home and away. Home and away, which is impressive to me. I mean, 10 wins in a row when you beat any team in the Premier League. In mm. the Premier League, 10 times in a row, then that becomes... I want to say daily bread, but mm-hmm. like uh, Chelsea just have a fantastic record against Palace. But at the same time, it's we're coming back from the international break. Chelsea's, uh, when you have a squad like Chelsea's, their players were all scattered all over. Mm. Uh, Graham Potter had probably the most of his work was done with the, the fringe players and, and the academy boys. So um, it's not... It's not the amount of time he would have liked, but he's been there a while now, and surely he would have um, f- um, found uh, the the formation, the setup, how he wants his team to play. I think he's a, he's a top manager, and I mm. think he's gonna he's gonna do well. Um, if he uh, if he does uh, if he does manage to get Chelsea um, fighting for for fourth spot, there's many that have written him off of that. If the, if Chelsea are able to get into the top four, they need to win immediately and this game uh it needs to happen right now taking what chad said into consideration josh potter hasn't had you know a full international break to coach his best players whereas crystal palace patrick Vieira, is, he's been there for a while now he's been there for a couple of seasons now and his players didn't go on international break they've had a longer break because their game against brighton was also postponed uh, before the break so He's got his work cut out for him. He knows exactly what the plan is for Chelsea. He's played against Potter. He's played against Chelsea. He can sort of combine the two and sort of see what they can conjure up. Um, it could possibly be an upset, yeah. I mean, if you read the soccer betting newspaper, uh, one mm. of our writers, Ryan Liberty, did tip the double chance in favour of Palace. Crystal Palace. Mm. Um, but for me, I think that the quality does shine through in this picture. Yes. Uh, Crystal Palace is a tough place to go to mm. uh, for any side in the Premier League. Um, and they've had some decent results this season. I mean, n- some, not getting over un- the line. Unfortunate results also and good performances. Like they took a 2-0 lead up against Yes, against City. City. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, and they, 
games like against Newcastle, I think against Brentford, um, they, I think against Liverpool, Liverpool as well, yeah. they managed to get the draws, just not managing to get over the line. And I think in that, in that regard, Chelsea's quality gets them over the line, even though going to Sellers Park, the crowd's on your back, mm. and you know that Palace are always on it, regardless of who's in front of them. Um, but I feel like Chelsea's quality does shine in this fixture. Tough game uh, up next. Fulham against Newcastle. Uh, Mitrovic is in red hot form. We saw him banging in goals even in the international break for Serbia. Played in the same pitch as Haaland and outscored him. Uh, so I'll make <laughs> of that what you will. Uh, but yeah, Josh, Fulham against Newcastle. It's, this this, this could be weekend, one of your anytime goal scorer bets coming into play. You've done that with Ivan Tony. I mean, yeah, Mitrovic, I think he's just behind. Oh, I can't say just behind Haaland. Haaland is miles ahead at the yeah. moment. Um, but. Mitrovic is that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's able to prove himself in. He's been able to prove himself in this Premier League. Mm. Um, and Craven Cottage is a is a is a weird weird stadium. Uh, it's it's difficult for the managers to get their points across quick enough in the change room, having to run <laughs> off the field to get in the <laughs> halftime talk. Um, but Newcastle, they they well structured. They able to grind out results. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm inclined to believe a draw in this fixture. They will be uh, or should be missing Alexander Isak, who's been mm. a dream for them yeah. uh, the, for the past couple of fixtures. But they have they have other players who can fit in. Uh, the set piece on a, on any away ground is key, and Kieran Trippier is a magician with that. Uh, but I'm inclined to back the draw in this one. Mm. Yeah, I think it um, should be an entertaining game of football. I think both teams will attack. Uh, go out all out and attack and I think um, we should see some goals in this one I think both teams to score is, is worth looking at um, you know like uh, Josh mentioned Alexander Isak just what, what a massive blow um, that is for Newcastle I think had he started the game I probably would have uh, been more confident in a Newcastle win because mm. they are um, they are tr- aiming to um, get back into Europe even a top six spot That that is the that is the, ob- the objective for um, Eddie Howe. But I, I just think Fulham, they, uh, they deserve respect. They've punched above their weight uh, for a newly promoted side. They do have quality, and we've seen it. We've mentioned uh, the likes of uh, Alexander Mitrovic, who's even scoring, taking his goal-scoring form in the league onto uh, international duty. I think Fulham... Uh, probably, um, I, I know I said both teams to score is probably the safest bet, but I think um, Fulham win draw double chance is mm-hmm. worth the punt. And, yeah. and for me, that's where I'll put my money. I like that both teams to score market. In fact, funny <coughs> enough, that's the first time we've mentioned it, uh, mentioned it four games in. Uh, but yeah, Liverpool against Brighton, possible banker, well, on paper it should be the possible banker of the weekend, but uh, Brighton have been punching well above their weights. Um, of course, now Graham Potter now, but the new coach is very highly rated um, as well. So, whew, I don't tricky. know. I, I, yeah, I don't that's know. tricky. But I, I want to see Don back. So I, I don't <laughs> know if um, <laughs> if if I should just go all in on Liverpool. All in on Liverpool. I'm not sure. I know you said this looks like the banker bed of the Premier on League paper. on paper. I even though it's on paper, yes, I understand that, but. Games are not won on paper. We've seen how Liverpool have been this season. I honestly, looking at this whole set of fixtures this round, I can't label one banker. I really can't. Arsenal-Tottenham. Like, well, Arsenal, I'm very confident in Arsenal. But I can't look and say, this team is a certainty. We're going to get to another banker on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so there's two bankers. <laughs> I look, Liverpool, with all the, the, the negative... Um, 
uh, around Anfield right now. The that's the thing. There isn't negativity. There's just uh, struggling to find the back of the net. In my opinion, they are creating a lot of chances. Everyone I've spoken to, or everyone on well, social so media, they seem like okay. Yeah, but jolly you, good time. You're looking at Twitter it's, though. Yeah, yeah but, but we, I mean, like that social the, media. The, the mood in the, the the mood in the the, the Anfield camp isn't. No, I, I don't think they're happy. But yeah. I mean, I don't think they like looking at Klo- uh, Jurgen Klopp and questioning whether he's the right man for the job or questioning certain players' ability. Salah scored like what's once this season. Probably. Well, look, ma- majority. So I don't think anything has been questioned. But majority of Liverpool fans will all, I'm sure, like come out and say, uh, "No, Jurgen Klopp." fantastic manager stick with them but there are there is a minority there is there is a, a small group out there that have started voicing their opinions mm-hmm. that like getting and it's just frustrations yes take mm. it with a pinch of salt we expect club to be there but there's just the Thomas ne- Tuchel's there's, available <laughs> and he's replaced him at two uh, he's <laughs> twice already in his career but I, I just think that there's just a lot of negativity and yes a lot of people are putting it down on uh, injuries and I'm not saying that's not the case but then there's also you have to look at individual performances mm. uh, surely uh, a player like Trent Alexander-Arnold is not in the right frame of mind having to listen to uh, Gareth Southgate's comments about how he's not even second uh, behind Reese James for that right back spot. He's even behind um, Kieran Trippier. So, like, you know, all of that, it, it doesn't do... It doesn't help. Trent's already been struggling to defend for um, Liverpool. They've been they've lost games. They've dropped points. They were hit four one by Napoli. I just think well, this is a time to respond, and I think it's a must win game for Jurgen Klopp. I thought you were going to call an upset. Yeah. No, I I just think that you just have to pay respect to Brighton. Mm. But I think this is a game that I would st- stay away from. I wouldn't have a bet if I were to have a punt. I'd probably back the draw. Well, it sounded so silly a couple of weeks ago. Liverpool at home to Brighton. You're saying, no, don't have a punt. No, I think for me, Liverpool take this victory. Yeah. Um, I know you mentioned the stuff about uh, um, Trent and Alexander-Arnold. Uh, I was listening to something not just in the week about how when Beckham got his red quite a while back mm. and England were on him. Um, he basically got them knocked out of the World Cup. And a call from the manager, that's what sets him straight. Everybody at United, they are behind him. And I think Klopp has always come out and yeah. defended Trent. I think him going back to the club, that's where you'll feel most at home. Yes, it's not the best getting that kind of response from your national team. But if you go back to your stadium, if the crowd's behind you, uh, his confidence that's will still be idolized. there. That's yeah, where he's idolized. Um, and I think that at Anfield, it's always a, a tough, tough game for any team as well. Chelsea, like we mentioned, Chelsea being in a must-win situation, Liverpool are in that must-win situation, mm. and I think the, both these clubs are able to uh, to get these victories this weekend. Another Liverpool team or Merseyside team on the Everton, they travel to St Mary's to face a tricky Southampton. Tricky Southampton, but I've been very impressed with uh, Everton. I think, while you know, we can come out and and criticise coaches, uh, and we didn't hold back with Frank Lampard a couple of weeks back. I think we had to also come and pay uh, and, you know, just give him some credit for for the job that he's done. A, a great turnaround. You see the fight in, in those players, the way they play. And, I, and I'm not... And even the, the, the games where they drop points, like before the before the, the impressive win over Liverpool, you know, they were just... The performances, you could see that the improvements. Mm. It was continuous. It was like the way improving game after game after game and i just think now they have a team that has belief i think they um they trust the, the manager they have they have good players um obviously adrisa guy has come in now he's he's he fits he's like a glove at 20 his old years club. older 
but I mean, but he's still quality. There. But I, I actually like Onana in midfield. I mm. think they've they've got steel, Everton in midfield. They've got players who can who are skillful in in Gordon. Uh, Iwobi looks like a. What like honestly, Lampard totally deserves a credit alone just mm. for Iwobi. Looks like such a fantastic midfield. I didn't think I'd ever say uh, that about Iwobi. So Everton, while yes, Southampton's tricky. Going to St Mary's, you you never know what to expect. They they uh, can either go all well for them or they can end up losing nine 0 as we've seen. Mm. So I just think Everton are the team that yes, there's been a break which is it kind of disrupts their momentum, but they are confident. They would have belief with the quality that they have, and I think, I think that they are worth backing this weekend. Before we move on to the Manchester derby on Sunday, the one final game on Saturday: Josh West Ham <coughs> against Wolves. Your thoughts? Um, it's another tricky fixture. Mm. I mean, West Ham haven't had. We're going to say that about all ten <laughs> games. Uh, yeah, I know. All these games this weekend. All of these games this weekend are. It's so difficult, um, but I, I feel like. David Moyes, he gets, uh, he's built, rebuilt himself and gotten a lot more respect, and he's been back this season. Um, whereas Wolves, on the other hand, yes, they've brought in a new striker uh, that's proved himself in this league, but mm. is a lot more aged uh, in Diego Costa. Um, and I feel that at home, at the London Stadium, uh, the players that that I can't say depth, but there's even options up front for West Ham. Yeah. Uh, Antonio is fighting uh, for position against Skamaka. Um and they've got the the <clears throat> wingers and the fullbacks that are, that bring a lot of quality as well. Uh, for me, I'm backing West Ham. Yeah, I know it hasn't been a decent start for mm. them this season. Um, but the international again, break could have been their turn around. Against Wolves, uh, they can get a victory. I stand to be corrected, but I think that Diego Costa scored his first Chelsea goal against West Ham. No use giving us that, Chad, if you stand <laughs> to be corrected. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll have to double check that. Of course, uh, you, you back your knowledge. I back your knowledge. Um, but yeah, Manchester Derby time, uh, possibly the biggest fixture of the weekend, depending uh, you know, how red or blue your or uh, white your your heart is this weekend but uh, yeah Manchester City hosting Manchester United we've seen this fixture go heavily one-sided heavily surprised when we think the chips are down for Man United they just come out on top and just you know knock Manchester City off the park but one certainty in this fixture uh, Chad is that this game will be won uh, by a bold manager <laughs> I did not expect you to say that. In fact, um, no, it's not true. They could draw. Yeah. Well, but the ball managers will get points. Look, I, I, I just think it's what's the easy thing to do? City at the Etihad, so easy to say. Manchester City all day long, especially mm. now with Erling Haaland. I think we will find ourselves saying that a lot this season in in as we uh, do our weekly podcasts. But I just think Manchester United have shown time after time after time that you can never ever write them off especially in this game where they turn up I think I think it could be five wins from seven or at, at the Etihad it's some remarkable stat like that they've mm. been that impressive but let's not forget they are also the form team in the league having won their last uh, four uh, league games in a row so you know they 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 full of confidence as they always are going into a Manchester derby but you know, they would know that they've got some results. They've added quality uh, to their squad um, on deadline day. So, you know, this could be a tricky test. I think the main, 
I think the key the key battle in this fixture that I'm most excited or most intrigued to see is definitely you don't say Lissandra Martinez I do I want to say Lissandra Martinez and Erling Haaland because I've been I've crit- I criticized I unfairly criticized Lissandra Martinez before he even kicked the ball I just looked at his height and wrote him off um, which was wrong of me because he proved me wrong he proved that he despite his size he, he gets those balls and he, he's a warrior and he makes it very difficult mm. for strikers I just struggle to see how he copes with the beast of Erling Haaland, who's such a physical presence, so powerful. Uh, you know, he's mobile. He's just, he's got everything. So I, that's the key battle that I want to see. You know what Eric Ten Hag did say in the build-up to this match? Um, he said, which surprised me a bit. Um, in fact, I don't know if it was more mind games or what, so just to sort of throw Manchester City, Manchester City Pep Guardiola and their tactics a bit off, was that Eric Ten Hag said, to beat a team with Manchester City, uh, to beat a team with Erling Haaland, rather, you have to dominate possession. I can't see him doing that this weekend, Josh. I don't know if that's going to be the plan. In fact, he hasn't even been able to do that in the four wins that Chad mentioned. So mm. how would he then do it against probably the best team in Europe for me? So it's, it's a strange one. Best team in Europe at maintaining possession. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I, I, he's more than likely just trying to throw off mm. uh, Pep Guardiola, who we know tends to overthink things a lot. Yeah. Um, but I, I doubt he tends to overthink it against Manchester <laughs> United. Just plain and simple, yeah. just no, throw no, them on the pitch. Yeah. No, it's just funny when you say Pep Guardiola overthinks. I remember when the whole question was in the Champions League final against Chelsea, and he was like, oh, how, which defensive midfielder? And he's like, no, I'm not going to play none of them. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. He, he does tend to switch up his tactics overthink overcoach overcoach all of those things um but the in terms of maintaining position city will maintain position yeah um we saw our man united uh was were playing uh prior to the beginning of the season they were trying to play out of the back uh find spaces or create triangles on the wings in those off spaces but then they came into the league and tried that and brentford knocked them for four um but they have bounced back since but bounced back because they've decided to change that and yeah. not play that way. Uh, so City do dominate position in this fixture, like Arsenal will in the North London derby. Um, but the efficiency up front from Manchester City wins this fixture. It just takes two chances, not your three or four chances uh, to get a goal. Um, on the counter, United could pose a threat. They have shown that they're capable mm. of doing that. Uh, Rashford somehow is reawoken um a lot of his big fans stopped supporting him along the way and now he, he seems to be shining again uh and they have a, they have a good midfield that can not go toe to toe but disrupt some of manchester city's play um it's whether do they do they play casimiro to to disrupt it in a in an aggressive way mm. or do they play McTominay and pass it around. they bench Casemiro it's, for this game. It, it, it's, it's a but difficult it's, it's one. Not, it's not impossible. Yes. We've seen uh, Scott McTominay being favoured. He definitely has been favoured and praised by Eric Ten Hag on, on many occasions so far. Um, so it's, it's whether they well, choose to disrupt Ericsson the play. Well, he likes at six. So Ericsson's yes. been so good. So I'd, I'd, I don't know. Yeah, they do have a midfield and they do have options in how to play with different players. Um for me, I still back City in this one. Not cut and dry like uh, uh, most uh, City fixtures are, um, but uh, City's efficiency up front gets the, the win. I make this my second best bet of the weekend. Um, 
Look first. Arsenal. The two derbies. The two derbies. I feel like it will be two one-sided derbies. Um, <laughs> I feel like those are the two easiest games to call. As you guys were mentioning, uh, Bournemouth, Brentford, Crystal Palace, Chelsea, Fulham, Newcastle. Games in a row. You know? I, in a row, you still like now these two. I, big I feel games. like these two yeah. games are, you know, they're the supposedly hardest to call. But I can't see this Man United team. Oh, um, both teams at home as well. Yeah, both teams are at home, and both teams are first and second on the table. Um, Arsenal have won all their home games. Man City, I think they've won all their home games. I'm not too sure. But Man United, I just can't see them standing, uh, you know, for 90 minutes with Man with Manchester City. We say this along, well, we've said this before and we've been wrong before. Well, I certainly have. But this time, Manchester City have got the tools to stop the counter-attack. They've got Rodri, Cancelo speed to, to, to stop those uh, long balls over the top. Ruben Diaz and Akanji. And whether it's AK players or whoever it is, they're still well-equipped to to deal with the, the threat that Man United pose. Man United strikers haven't been prolific. Uh, Rashford, you mentioned him. He's he's, he's scored been, in a couple of games only. It's He's gone missing for four, and I think he's scored in just two games. But he's able just to so irritate happened, the defence. It just yeah. so happened that it he's meant to be a brace defense. and a brace or whatever it was. But... Manchester City. You don't want to give credit. No, I, I genuinely <laughs> don't. I think they were second best against Arsenal, and maybe it's oh, without I'm, a doubt. Uh, maybe I'm sounding bitter, but I I can't see this team challenging Manchester City. But yeah, that's it's just me. I, I guess I'm biased, and I hate Man United, so that's that. Um, two more games to just quickly touch on. I see we're running out of time. Um, Josh leads against Aston Villa. Both teams to score. I remember last season was like six goals in one of the fixtures. Uh, at, at well, that's every Leeds game. <laughs> um, but yeah, Aston Villa haven't been the best defensively. Uh, neither have Leeds. Um, they do miss Rodrigo up front. He mm. came into some excellent form. Um, not too sure what the likes of his fitness is right now. Uh, but both teams to score for me in this fixture. Uh, I'd, I'd put a lot of money on that one. Chan? Mm, um, yeah, both teams to score seems like uh, the safest bit yeah Leicester against Nottingham Forest uh, Josh we had a discussion off air in the week um, I can't remember which day it was but you said that Leicester this could be their turnaround yeah James Madison uh, he's he's been he hasn't dropped off in my opinion yes he mm-hmm. had an injury not so long ago uh, and uh, when he did get back into the swing of things he's looked great um, and although I'm extremely shocked that Rogers hasn't gotten the sack now before the international break um, they obviously are backing him. Yeah. Uh, they haven't backed him in the market. And now's his chance to show why. Na- yes. Uh, there's a good couple of fixtures before the World Cup and you can't fire him now. Yeah. Uh, I think his reputation is saving him. Definitely. And um, Leicester's reputation is probably saving them theirs as well. Yeah. And they they have players who can carry them. Uh, they have players who are match winners. Um, James Madison is one of them. Uh, unfortunately, Vardy's losing, losing what he used to have. Mm. Yeah. Um, but they are Pats and Decker in natural. Um, those strikers up front can also give Nottingham Forest a big run. And although I, I backed Nottingham Forest to stay up this season, that that transfer window was shocking, crazy. shocking, yeah. crazy. Um, and it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to make so many people and personalities gel on the field even for the best managers yeah. in my opinion um some psl stuff the, <laughs> that happened with their transfer i enjoy i enjoy the psl behave, <laughs> behave. <laughs> uh, 
Leicester City. I think that it's as much, and the value is there. Uh, I'm backing Leicester City. Yeah, I think Leicester. it's just it's shocking Leicester City the season the start to the season that they've had. But I do expect them to pick up their first victory of the season. It's crazy that they winless going into game week eight. Yeah. Uh, so I think Leicester City. I I, I back the Foxes to uh, win the game in dominant fashion. Uh, best bets this weekend, Chad. Um, Leicester, Arsenal, and Chelsea. Josh. Liverpool, Arsenal. And Leicester. So when I say Arsenal, it's a problem. But you guys can just casually slot Arsenal, slot Arsenal <laughs> in the in the tables um, and stuff. But yeah, uh, so glad it's back. Man, I missed the Premier League, and uh, hopefully it doesn't disappoint, gentlemen. Until next week. Cheers.